0: Thanks for tuning in to Portico's online campus. During this season when so much of life has been altered, our online campus is still a great way for us to gather together as a church. Remember, the church is not a building, the church is people. So as you watch, I'd encourage you to fully participate in the worship just as you normally would. Stand and sing with us. Sign in and join the discussion with our online campus chat hosts. And let the word of God remind your heart that through all of this, He is still in control, He has not forgotten us, and He will continue to do great things in our lives and communities as we let Him lead us. So sign in, grab your Bibles, and get ready to join Portico Online.
1: Great to have you with us today. And I just wanna say thank you for your faithfulness and your generosity. As we were looking at that video, the Kingdom Builders partners that we support, it's all because of what you have done to be on mission with us over the season. And in fact, guys, as we wrapped up our year end, the giving of our church community, the way that you have been committed to this, we were able to give this generous gift and surprise so many of our global workers. And I can tell you that the response that we got was always the same. They were blown away. They were <laughs> humbled by this. They reported right back. I wrote down a couple of the feedbacks that I got from them because I wanted to share them with everybody. And how often do we get to do this? How many of you have celebrated Christmas in July? So I sent this out and I got emails back and here are some of the statements from some of our workers. Now we can't give you all of their names. Some of them are restricted nations and of course we want to respect that. Mm-hmm. But they wrote things like this. Here's one of the comments. Wow, this is absolutely amazing news. I can't begin to tell you how encouraging this is to us. I continue to be humbled by the support we have from Portico and our partners. This is such a difficult time. The challenges are great, but your generosity has encouraged our heart. Another one of our workers wrote this. He said, what an encouragement. I just read an email today before yours that a church had to unfortunately let us go from support because they just hadn't the resource. And then I read your email. I was so deflated, but I read your email and I was so encouraged in heart and spirit. And then thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It just went on and on and on. So, Portico, thank you for your generosity and your faithfulness. Because we're on mission together, we're helping people find their way back to God. And I love being a part of a church where we can do Christmas in July. What a great way to go. We should all have Santa hats and jingle bells. Right? I think so. <laughs> it's too hot for that. <laughs> so we're in a series, yep. and uh, what a great way to kick into the series because we're going to be talking about refocusing our heart, and this is really something that we're able to do through Kingdom Builders. And, but what does that mean for our personal lives? Well, they're
0: doing the same thing that we're all doing. They're trying to figure out how do they navigate this season? Their, their resources, their funding structures, their plans have all been floored, and they're making a redo. And we're doing that as well. But when that happens, it often leaves a scar on our hearts, and it, and, and it makes us try to figure things out again. And there are, some, there are some things that have happened in this season that have really been difficult for us. Like, I don't know about you guys, but what are the things that you've had to cancel and just shift, and, you've, and, they've, and it's really been hard for you? I, I remember March the 8th. I was getting ready to fly to Jamaica the next week and all week long we were still planning. I think Wednesday we go, we're still going. We're yeah, going to do yeah. it. This isn't that bad, guys. We can do this Then Thursday happened, and we thought, okay, I'm not going, but the girls are still going. It's going to be, we're, we're, we're going to get away. And the worst thing that could happen, you get stuck in Jamaica for two more weeks. That's not a bad thing. And Friday hit and we're like... We're not going anywhere, <laughs> everyone's staying here. We were gonna
1: travel too. We actually were gonna travel and see my parents, they're aging right. and you know we wanted to be with them. So my question, how many of you have travel vouchers from the airline industry because you bought tickets <laughs> and you can't go anywhere?
2: I know for our family, my wife actually, the day that all the cancellations happened, she was supposed oh. to go to a Leafs game. That's right. Oh yeah. She was given tickets to a Leafs game, and she wasn't taking uh, taking me to the game. <laughs> so I think the Lord was honoring me in this season. I and, remember yeah. that
0: morning. We were we were in sermon Prep, and we were laughing at you, going, "There's no way yeah, that game I is know, happening
1: today." I know. <laughs> and you know they're not going to win the cup, right? Uh, <laughs> hey! I'm about to walk off this. Well, but it is it, it's such a it's such a different season. Our yeah. you know our son and our daughter-in-law expecting okay. their first child, or our first grand baby and uh, we were going to do a baby shower and that got changed that got changed that got changed we ended up doing a drive-by baby shower because that's the only way to facilitate it in the season
0: i know many of you have had shifts when it comes to graduations you're still questioning did i even graduate <laughs> or did there was a sign on my lawn does that mean that i've now graduated and i'm going to post-secondary some of you have either canceled or shifted weddings the man behind our lighting board today. Darren, give a wave. You, you can't really see it Thanks, him right Darren. now. but <laughs> He's been shifting his wedding. Darren and Jaira, we're going to figure it out. But so many of us have had major shifts. But it begins to expose some things about ourselves and about our hearts because when that happens, there's this deflating moment. Yep. And there's this, there's this understanding of, okay, now I have to replan. And, and our response to a redo reveals significant pieces about our lives there are there are certain personalities that have had difficult time, or a more difficult time in this in this season, and I'm trying to find a gentle way to say it's organized people, Oof. but it's the control freaks. The control freaks out there... You're you looking no at idea. me right now. You're <laughs> looking at me. Where's Amatab? I need Amatab <laughs> in the room. <laughs> you control freaks out there, you you manage the first week, you kind of got through a month with a plan, but we're yeah. going into month five, and you're trying to plan September, October, and, and you have no idea what to do. We're, we're about to go away for um, a few days with some members of our small group, and it's really interesting to see the, the, the different kinds of reactions. The control freaks, or the organized ones... <laughs> yeah, let's got call them organized. The organized <laughs> ones. They've got Google Docs and <laughs> spreadsheets that are being shared, and who's bringing this snack, and who's bringing this meal, and arrival times, and departure times, and bedtime. And then there's the rest of us, We're going, the, or the, the, the non-control freaks, the less organized, we're going, we're going to see people, and we're going somewhere. <laughs> There's one guy that's going to drive up and back twice in the same day for nine hours of driving just because it's a party. So That's because he's not organized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does begin to reveal a little bit about what's important and, and, mm-hmm. and how your heart shifts in this season.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think we all have this area where we either struggle to be in control or we struggle with the fact that we're being controlled. Mm -hmm. And that's something I think this season has really brought out. And you know, as you're talking about, it's like getting in the car. Who's in charge of the navigation system? (laughs) Because you can fight over that depending on who's in which seat. And giving up control and learning how to trust in a season where control's been lost, it's a challenge.
2: Absolutely, I just know, I I married a type A person, so I've never been in control. (laughs) So this season is not new to me. I'm used to this, this is all good. But, uh, you know, the Bible actually talks about, in Matthew chapter 7, we see Jesus talking about this parable of two people who built homes. And one built on the sand and the other built on the rock. And you would think Jesus would go into the exterior interior of the homes, right? Mm-hmm. That's what everyone loves to mm-hmm. hear about. But what he does instead is he talks about the foundations of the homes, because what ends up happening is there's this massive storm, similar to what we experienced probably a few days ago, right, yep, yep. Uh, last uh, Sunday, and there was this massive storm, and it actually blew down one of the homes, the one that was built on the sand. and. It ends up wiping out this this home, but the house that was built on the rock because it had this strong foundation survived the storm and so what the parable does it actually reminds us that there's a lot of things in life that we are not in control of mm. that even though we can make plans and all these things that sometimes life just hands us something that we didn't expect but the parable also teaches us the importance of uh, listening and obeying God because you know he said that it's like a person who doesn't listen builds Hmm. on the sand, right? Whereas someone who builds or listens to God builds on the rock. And so it's just a reminder to be obedient. And I think one thing that COVID or at least this season has done for us is it's exposed our true priorities in life. Mm -hmm. It's actually exposed the foundations of our lives and the things that are important Hmm. and the things that are not important. And the things that are important, that we thought were important, maybe aren't as important anymore. And so we find ourselves in this tension right now. You said it so yourself with your small group, right? Some are trying to plan everything, and the other ones are like, we just get to hang with people. This is amazing. But we're exposing right, the things that matter most in this season, our priorities. And it's in the
0: seasons of change that we reveal points of distortion. And it begins to mess up how we're viewing the season. And distortion, the idea. So I don't know if you've ever taken a picture and then you've put um, a, on Instagram, it's great. You can put the little filter quite quite easily. Now, if you're a real photographer, you can do that with your lens, but you, could, you know where the focal point is and then you yeah. can blur everything out else around it. And what we're seeing is in this season when everything's changing, different ones are focusing on different things and the rest of it begins to blur. And it's like it's like I don't know. I grew up in the 80s, and uh, it was always cool when we had a pair of binoculars. Sure, <laughs> and, and we were trying if when I would go to the the Sky Dome back in the day, uh, not the Rogers Center, the Sky, I, yeah. but the only tickets you could get back then were 500 level, and unless you were unless you had uh ticket hookup and so we would sit up there and i tried to be watching what's happening so we're, we've all got these binoculars on and we're looking down and wherever you focus you could see the name on the back of the jersey but you could i mean if you tried to follow any other part of the action it all blurred out and and that's kind of what's been what's been happening people are magnifying on pieces of this season that are very important to them and the rest of life just begins to blur. And seasons of change have the ability to bring that kind of distortion into our lives.
1: You know, you're talking about binoculars. Some of you will remember if you're a photographer, there was a time we used to take pictures on thirty five millimeter film. And so digital <laughs> film? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> digital cameras have changed everything. But we used to have thirty five millimeter film and the challenge with them, you would go out and take pictures all day long. And you would send that film in to get developed. You <laughs> no go to Walco, you, you go to Walmart, you drop it off at Sears, and then you'd, you'd pay for them. You had no idea what your pictures looked like. You pay for, it, open up the package, and every picture was out of focus. And you go, how did that happen? And the great thing about digital photography is you got this instant opportunity to see the focus. Mm-hmm. And as we're looking at this, I think it's whether it's in our binoculars or cameras or whatever imagery we want to use, the seasons of change. For those who don't like being controlled, remind us that it's important to have our hearts refocused and really to come back to these priorities that we have in our lives. Talking about distortion, there are a couple of points of distortion that we've identified. And when our hearts are out of focus, these become irritants for us. Mm -hmm. And so we want to talk about this. And if you're taking notes, uh, we want you to write them down. And you can see them there in the app, and you can follow along. Keep your Bibles open as well as we're going through this today. Here's the first thing we want you to write down. A point of distortion is this it's preoccupation with our personal plans we we (laughs) can travel into the cottage you know for some there's this preoccupation that we get we love being planners now some of you are going to go okay just a minute is it wrong to plan isn't god a planner he is god planned he planned planned out creation he planned out salvation he planned out all of the purposes of our life and where we're headed but there's this point of this preoccupation with, and here it is, our personal plans, where we want to control everything that's in play. Mm-hmm. So James, the book of James reminds us of this. In James chapter 4, verse 13, just listen to as I read. It says, listen to you who say, today or tomorrow we're going to go to a certain town and we're going to stay there for a year, or we'll do business there, we're going to make a profit. Here's the question. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while, and then it's gone. And so you see James lifting this out, and he talks to us about our personal plans. And and so we framed it about our preoccupation. And there's a word here that I think James is hinting at. It's There's a sense of arrogance that I'm in control of my life, and I can do what I want, when I want. And James is reminding us as we're living in the season, he goes, how do you know? How do you know what it's going to look like? Here's a picture. Look at this. This is uh, New Year's Eve in Toronto this past New Year's Eve. We thought we were totally in control of our <laughs> lives and just try to do this today and you'll have everybody down visiting you. You can't, you can't get out on the street and You'd do be that arrested, anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And so we're just reminded here in Scripture that here's a point of distortion. Sometimes we become so preoccupied with our personal plans. You know, in an
0: average day... I wonder how many times I question, what is God's plan for my day? What does God have planned for me? Because um, I know on an average day I have gone through what my plan is for the day. I've, yeah. got, I've got my day planned hour by hour. I've got my, I joke about planning, but I'm actually a little bit of a, of like, moment by moment, what I'm going to eat, where I'm going to exercise, who I'm going to meet, where and when I'm going to study, when I'm going to relax. I've got all of that planned, not only for the day, but actually for weeks into the future um how often do i stop and pause and consider god what is your plan for my day Mm -hmm. and in fact i would guess that there are many of us we could go weeks and accomplish all the things we had on our calendar without even pausing to ask god is this what you would have on our calendar and we never ask god or we accomplish all our stuff but we never ask god Is it the right stuff? Right. (laughs) Like there's 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 the classic interview question, and we just we just finished hiring um, some summer interns around here, and we ask one of the questions, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" So everyone that answered that question in 2015. It's totally wrong because the only. Where do you see yourself in five years? Sitting on the couch watching Netflix, afraid to go out in public. Like that's what that's that, what. That wasn't on the agenda. <laughs> nobody, nobody answered that because we don't really know. We we, we have a plan yeah. for five years, but we don't know what God's going to bring into our lives. Um, but the but but the question is not only what is God trying to teach you in this season where your heart has been focused on the right things or the wrong things. But do you make it a regular habit and personal Mm. practice to go, God, what do you have for me for today? And is it enough for us to say, if I didn't accomplish my plan today, but I accomplished what God asked me to do today, would I feel satisfied not finishing what I had planned, but accomplishing what God had Mm. planned?
2: And you know what, that's such a great point. And even adding to that, I find that with those five-year plans, one of the, the, the main questions that we often leave out is, how will I respond if God changes my plans? Yeah, Right? That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Because if his thoughts and ways are not mine, and his thoughts and ways are actually higher than mine, <laughs> then I shouldn't be surprised if things get shaken up. Right? Yeah. We look at Scripture and we saw it happen all the time. Every single person in scripture, constantly, they might've had these plans and then God directed them somewhere else. They did these things and then God, you know, had something else in mind. And so you see in scriptures, this journey of these people just coming to realization of what you were saying. Like, God, how can I, you know, just live this for you? How can I, right? Hold loosely my own plans and hold tightly to your plans. How can I do that? And that's where we understand that, especially in, in any season that we face ourselves in, that God has to be in the center of our plans. Yeah. We have to constantly be looking to him.
1: You know, Jesus, uh, he spoke to the people. And often when we, we look at the Sermon on the Mount and sort of that full story, it's, it's nice, it's cozy, it's warm. But man, there was truth in there. Mm-hmm. There's so much power in his words. And he made this statement. He said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. And that line, you know, mm-hmm. we throw it out, seek first the kingdom of God, and then we go on with our life. But Jesus was actually telling us, refocus your heart. Yeah. Don't get so preoccupied with your personal plans that you miss the whisper of the Spirit yeah. and you don't hear what God is saying to you in the moment. And that's power for us because, friends, we've been given a gift. We've been given a little window here where we can actually intentionally seek God's kingdom because our plans, let's face it, uh, I think they've kind of been set aside. <laughs> and while we're now recalibrating what the future's gonna look like, what a golden opportunity to be able to hear the voice of the Spirit and say, okay, God, so in a year from now, I don't know if I'm gonna be in that city or not in that city, but I do know today I'm here. Yeah. And what is it that you want me to do and how should I respond? Yeah, so that's... who owns the
0: direction of your heart? It's the question mm-hmm. for you. Who owns the, who, who owns the control? So we want to focus on making sure that we're not preoccupied with our personal plans, but that's not the only pre- for preoccupation that happens when we get into these seasons of distortion. What Absolutely, else do we have here, Yeah, doing?
2: the other point of distortion is preoccupation with personal problems when we become so self-absorbed of our own issues that we lose sight of everything else around us, <laughs> right? Especially what God is doing um, in and through us or what God is wanting to do. There's actually this one verse Uh, in the Bible that has to be one of the toughest verses to actually live out. It's in Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 4. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Now this can be really hard. You! Be more happy! <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, that's what he's saying, right? Paul is saying that, right? You're yeah. Just, you're looking at him like, okay. <laughs>
1: no, it's, it's true. As soon as you, you know, I, when I memorize it, rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice, and you go, oh, it's just got a rhythmic run to it. I like that. <laughs> what? I actually have to always rejoice in the Lord.
2: It's never easy, especially when you apply it to your own circumstances. You know, the highs and lows of the season. In the highs, it's easy to do that. But in the lows, it suddenly becomes so difficult. And oftentimes what we end up doing is we end up looking to others and seeing what others are doing in the midst of that season. And when we start comparing ourselves to other people's circumstances, Hmm. it becomes even more complicated. Maybe we start thinking thoughts like, well, how do they have it so much easier mm-hmm. in this season? You know, God, I'm honoring you. Shouldn't, shouldn't my life be better? Shouldn't my life be easier? And if we were to be honest, sometimes we might even feel, maybe I'm doing this for nothing. Like, that's kind of what it feels like sometimes. Am I, am I doing this for nothing? And it starts to get to you. And this is what happened to a man by the name of Asaph in, mm-hmm. in Psalms chapter 73, this is what he says. He says, "What does God know?" Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> not, <laughs> a that's not a great way start. To start with. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should hear about it later on in this. But. but he said, "What does God know?" They asked. Does the Most High even know what's mm. happening? How many times have we said that, right? Yeah. God, do you even Didn't... see what's going on around yeah. me? He says in verse fourteen. I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. Now, if we're not careful, what can happen is we get stuck on this verse. We can live there every day, right? Every day I have these troubles. Every day, every morning brings me new pain, new struggles. Why am I doing this? But watch the shift in his mindset, in his heart, as he refocuses his attention to God.
1: So before you go there just uh i think that's important to pick up though because this distortion when you're talking about a preoccupation with our personal problems this really traps people yeah because you know when you're talking about that line we we feel that that becomes deep and paul when he talked about rejoicing lord always and again i say rejoice or to be joyful and then he said don't be anxious about anything and he instructed us how to pray But we always find it's easier. I'm not sure you hear the same thing, but I do. We always find it easier to coach other people into that rather than (laughs) to take it personally. And and we want you to hear this because nobody is problem-free or pain-free today. We all have moments where this can be our point of distortion. And and right now, this could really bear down on us. And for some of us, we go, nobody else has experienced what I'm in the middle of. Nobody else has suffered the way that I have suffered. And nobody can tell me that I need to rejoice and feel better about this. And I, and I think we're all on level playing field here. Mm-hmm. We recognize that this can be a place where we're distorted in our focus with God. And I like how you're bringing Asaph in because we've felt, I'm sure we felt the same way where we've God, how can you do this to us? Okay. And so as you listen, I want you to listen when Daniel shares this because look at the change of focus that comes in his heart in the midst of his problems.
2: We see in starting in verse 17, it says that he ends up going to the sanctuary. So he has all these thoughts and opinions of other people. He sees other people thriving, and it seems like life is easier for them. And the Bible says that he goes to the sanctuary and spends time with God. Mm. And then in 21, we see this. Then I realized that my heart mm. was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. Verse 26 my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine wow. forever. When we focus on our personal problems and start comparing our circumstances to others, as Asaph did, all it does is lead to bitterness and brokenness. But when we focus our attention on God and away from ourselves, it is there that we find the strength, the peace, and the joy to get us through the day.
0: Well, anything you pay attention to will dominate your thoughts. Yeah. You know, when I've been reflecting on this season, I go back to March and April. And do you remember the signs in the windows? We're all in this together. Yeah. And there were rocks that were being painted on the trails. And you would go, we're fighting this together. What, when we focused on we're going we're gonna to battle this together, uh, our mindsets were in a different place. We have shifted to now i'm questioning leaders i'm questioning cultures i'm questioning groups and we're no longer going i'm in this together we're going i'm battling different people Mm -hmm. and and such so much so that our hearts have changed that our mindset have changed that we've we've gotten to a place like asaph going does god even see my plight and every all day long i just have trouble and every morning i wake up with pain but nothing philosophically changed in Asaph between (laughs) verse 14 and verse 21 other than his mindset. And if we want to shift our our focus, if we want our hearts to have a, a focus shift, it's not the world necessarily that needs to change. It's where our focus that needs to change. We could go back to the fights we were having or the, the, uh, we could go back to the collaboration we were having in March and April saying we're in this together yeah. mm-hmm. if we shifted so the distortion was no longer on I'm fighting others but I'm with others. It's a subtle shift yeah. but it's a command out of the scripture.
1: You know, it's interesting when you, when you put it that way, and you look at these points of distortion. So we talked about the first one. It was uh, the undertone of arrogance. You know, my personal plans and where I'm going to go. When I look at this one, and that sometimes we lose focus because we're so bent on our personal problems, there's a, there's a hint of fear. I'm losing control. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have the ability to control my environment and what I'm working my way through. And Paul wrote to the believers in Corinth, and he said this. He said, we know that when this earthly tent that we live in is taken down that is when we die and we leave this earthly body we'll have a house in heaven an eternal body that is made for us by god himself and not with human hands and paul knows a lot about human suffering and problems and what he does is he lifts our attention off of our problems puts it back onto god onto jesus and he goes keep your focus on jesus in fact We're told to do that, lift our eyes up, look to heaven, and look at Christ. And if we can do that, it changes our focus dramatically.
0: (laughs) So our challenge for you this morning is that you would refocus your heart. In this redo, you have a chance to shift what you're focused on and become aware of where the blurring has happened. Are you blurring on your personal plans? Are you, or are you, are, you, are you focused on your personal plans and you've blurred out what God is trying to speak to you? Are you focused on your personal problems and you're blurring out the joy that God has available to you? And if you were to get to the end of this season, or really if you were to get to the end of your life, and you accomplished all of your plans, but none of God's plans, or all of your plans and parts of God's plans, if you, if you solved all of your problems in life, but you missed out on the joy that God had available and offered to you, would you feel successful? And Doug, you went to a place this week to to try and reflect a little bit on that that concept.
1: Where did you go? So, well... (laughs) You like running, and you like biking, you know, and you throw your body into all kinds of torment. You like wrestling children and trying to manage them down. I think we need clarity and context in this one. <laughs> we probably do, and we'll I come back to that. three young children. Okay. <laughs> you do. You have three kids in your life of school. Uh So we're talking about this message. I just, from the church here in, in Streetsville, I just went down the street, and we have a couple of cemeteries and i was walking through the cemeteries and i was just looking at the headstones and so we've got an image for you to look at and it's just a collage of some of the headstones and what struck me is if you look at some of these images and you can just walk through and you can spend hours and i looked at some of the statements on the headstones i looked at the date ranges and here are the questions that i just felt like god was lifting out of my heart who were these people what were their dreams What were their fears? What was the focus of their life? Some of them you see on the screen there, some died when they were 20. Hmm. Some were 49. Some were in their 50s. Some lived to 83, 88. So you see this span of years, and that really brought for me this reality to say, are we living a focused life? Do we know what we're doing with our life? And as we were doing our prep time, uh, I was sharing some of the information in the background. And so researchers estimate... That the total number of people that have lived since the beginning of humanity on the face of the earth is around 108 billion people. Ooh. So we think about our lives and we often go, I'm the center of the universe. <laughs> well, you're one of 108 billion people. Yeah. And so I was talking to you guys about you know, our life and where meaning comes in our life. And in fact, uh, Francis Chan in the book Crazy Love, he focuses on this as well that our life is so brief that within a short span of time, people will forget about us, and they'll forget about what our focus was. Yeah. So we have how many years? 50? 50
0: years, yeah, and like past today. Yeah. Will, uh, will I even be remembered 50 years past today?
1: I don't even have 50. <laughs> <laughs> like if we take 50, I think I got 20, uh, you got well i'll give you 35 okay, okay? <laughs> we'll give you 50. Thanks, but, guys. But it's true 50 years <laughs> past today what yeah. will people remember about you what was the focus of your life or did you live in the middle of points of distortion yeah
0: paul writes this second corinthians 5 and 1 for we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down and that is when we die and leave this earthly body we'll have a house in heaven an eternal body made for us by god himself and not not by human hands um, I don't want just my next 50 years to count. I, I, I want them to count. Yeah. <laughs> but if I've got an eternal home, hmm. my focus has to be there and on the things of eternity and on the teaching of God. And if the teaching of God is not to worry about my problem and not to worry about my plan, then that's where the focus of my heart needs to shift so that I can live for the purposes of eternity rather than living for the purposes of the present.
1: Yeah.
2: And so... I think even when, with what you're saying there, living for eternity, what a beautiful message, right? This idea of focusing on the future. I know with even my children, I'm learning this lesson right now is they can get consumed with the moment, not seeing that there's hope or help just around the corner. <laughs> and I think it's the same way with us and God so often or us in this life is we can think the same way we can get so focused on the here and now, right? That we, foc- we forget what's around the corner. Yeah. The promises that God has for us that are right there, here and now, but also for what's to come. And that's the hope that we have.
0: So we have a memory verse during, uh, during the series. It's Lamentations 3 and 40. Yeah. Let's take a good look at our lives and reorder our... No, let's take a, a good look, look at the way at we're at living. living and reorder our lives under God. Yeah. And... That's where we land this morning. That's the, that's the reflection that we have for each one of us that are participating in this, in this service. Are there pieces of our hearts that we've shifted away from what God has asked us to focus on? And are there pieces of the way that we've been living that we need to reconsider?
2: And the big thing that we need to remember as we are working on our memory verse <laughs> and reordering our lives, um, the Bible actually makes it very clear about our every day. In First Corinthians ten thirty one, it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God.
1: Hmm.
2: Everything that you do, do it all for the glory of God. That is your focus today. This morning, this afternoon, this evening, and every day that God gives you breath, do it all for the glory of God. So as we focus our hearts, as we refocus our hearts in this season, The question we want to ask is, what changes is God asking you to make today? And I think it would be timely for us in a a season like this where many of us are forced to work at home or whether you're at church online or church at home or you're here in the room, is take a moment and think about those changes Maybe take 10 seconds, 15 seconds if you can get away from family or even in the groups that you're in, is to have a moment and think about what are some things that maybe God is asking of me in this season where I need to refocus my heart. Hmm. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you, God, that you are with us in the highs and lows that, Father, you never leave us, that you're always with us. I pray, God, in this season, as we are learning to refocus our heart and make the main thing, the main thing, which is giving glory to you in all that we do, I pray, Father, that you would give us the strength and the grace we need to overcome all things, and the strength and the grace that we need to live a life that is intentional, and on purpose, where we are committed to you wholeheartedly. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our church as we've been finding out about um, the Christmas in July and, and everything that's going on. We thank you, Father, for the generosity and, and just the heart that, um, of the church that's um, reaching throughout the world. We pray, Lord, that it would expand and grow as we help people find their way back to God. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thanks again for joining with us in today's service. If you would like someone to follow up with you for prayer, please let us know by filling out a prayer request at portico.cc prayer. And please remember to continue giving to the ministry. Even though we can't meet in person, we are still a church that is meeting both the physical and spiritual needs of our community. You can give today by clicking the donate button on the top right-hand side of your screen or by going to portico.cc donate. All the latest updates of where and how the church is meeting during this season can be found at portico.cc slash COVID-19. And you can always stay up to date by downloading our church app on the Google Play or iTunes store. Thanks for worshiping with us today, and we hope to see you again next week.